Remembering the great DJs of radio, it's Radio Greats with the live Luke. On this week's edition, we are joined by someone who has been, well, she's been a bit of everything, a radio and TV presenter and an actress who has been on the radio for 25 years. She has been a local voice across the Merseyside, and you may know her from presenting shows on Radio City, Heat Radio, BBC Radio Merseyside and Sandgrounder Radio. And I'm delighted she joins us this week. Claire Simo, how do we find you today? Uh, very well. Thank you very much, Luke. Um, I'll tell you what, you forgot to mention, you know, I was a member of the 20-year uh, span in radio that I was, in fact, 10 when I started. Oh. <laughs> <I'm really> joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's right. Yeah, God, it is. It's like 20 years. It's mad, that, isn't it? it? It is mad, but I think it's always one thing with radio. It just... Uh, it's sort of, you just have so much fun on it. You just wonder you where the time has yeah. gone. It does, um, it flies by. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, be so Claire, going back to that and saying um, 25 years, uh, you've been a familiar voice on the radio, working on stations across the Merseyside and the north of England. How was it you developed a radio bug? Um, I think really when I first started was when I was about um, 14. I used to listen to Radio City. And there was a guy in there called Paul Jordan who did the breakfast show. And I absolutely used to wake up, listen to him every single morning. I used to think, I really like this. So I started volunteering um, for Give a Child a Chance, which was their charity at the time. I used to go in and like answer phones and things like that and just sort of got the buzz of a radio station. Um, But I always wanted to be... um, like I always want to be in musicals which is why I went to drama college and stuff so um, I think radio was always one of those things that I, I had I really loved it and wanted to be part of it but didn't really know what to do um, and of course I was singing and doing everything every weekend and gigging and stuff and then um, I finished drama school and uh, as well as singing at the weekend I was working for Jaguar and I was driving into work one day and uh, Kev Seed, who was doing the breakfast show at the time the girl was off who was doing the travel and she said, he said, right, I just want members of the public or people off the street, as he liked to say, but that doesn't sound so good, does it? Um, he was like, I want people to come in and um, have a go at reading the travel. So I rang and I went, I can do that. You know, that Catherine Tate character, that was me. So I can do that. Um, and I went in on the Friday, supposedly to cover one day. Then they got me back the following week. <laughs> and then I covered all the girls leave. And then they offered me the job. So I was like, oh, wow, this is great. So it was it was over the course of about 18 months. But once I got into it, I was like, oh, this is this is what I love. And you mentioned that. Uh, what was that first show like doing the travel? It was really weird because there was like sort of no pressure on me because I was just to them genuinely just somebody who, who like Bob who's walked in off the street. So it wasn't a case of I was going in as ex- I wasn't expected to be sort of any good and um I think sort of I went in and went because all my drama exams and stuff and learning scripts and things you're sort of quite good at being able to pick up a script and, and sight read it so I just sort of got up got on with it and, and did it and they were a bit like sort of taken aback so they were, it, it was it was nice um I'm not really particularly a nervous person I think nerves are good in a, in a kind of way that they, they spur you on but it was more of a like kind of a, and a buzz and a, like an adrenaline and a thrill about it well, you meant you uh, did uh, travel for the weekdays on Breakfast Show and Drive. And um, what was breakfast like and the team you had around you? 
Well, firstly, the very first team I worked with was with Kev Seed, who in like sort of the height of his career, I was absolutely blessed to work with Kev. I mean, even now, Kev can turn any situation. The best thing was of anything, the, the best Kev could ever do was when, when things went wrong on air, because like Kev was just brilliant at turning it around or making things go wrong. You know what I mean? It was, there was a team of us. There was me, Kev, Tina, Vinny, um, and then Salty was there at one point. Um, and it was just, just, I mean, the amount of people that still come up to me and go, oh my God, I used to listen to you to, to CD and that. And I was like, oh my God, and you're still like, remember me for more and that was like back in god 96 97 and people are still you know talking about it now um and then obviously there was there was being part of rossi and co i mean like two best friends like jay there was me rossi and jay and that was absolutely you know you know you get you get up at four o'clock every morning and it didn't feel like it because we had a ball honestly that we, we honestly we still all we're getting together next weekend we're all still like really good friends and stuff now um and i just don't think that Everyone's saying about the demise of radio and how it's sort of changing. I just feel so blessed that I was there at the height of it. Do you know what I mean? And I got to enjoy all the good times that I don't think with pressures of having to sell stuff now and, and the way that everything's getting networked. I, I had the pleasure of, of just being able to go in and have a laugh with my mates. <laughs> to be honest, I can feel some froth being produced right now from my mouth oh, in anger. No, I didn't like that. Not over my breakfast. <laughs> Sorry. M56, Junction 7, the Bowden Interchange. Going in there, that is where you're going to start to find things quite slow at the moment. On the bill for the Runcorn Winners Bridge, but as of yet, you're getting through it with no real problems. The Rocket Interchange getting busier now, but you're coping with it quite well. Edge Lane Drive starting to see more cars, as you would expect. And the five ways as well on Queen's Drive starting to get a little bit busy there. Ooh. Heading through Bootle as you come through on Derby Road and Rimrose Road. Both of those getting a constant stream of cars on them, but as of yet, they're not packed or anything. You can get through it quite well. That's the latest. If you get caught in a queue, call me 0151471 This day 11 years ago, the Yan... And I've got to ask as well, what was it like working in the tall tower overlooking Liverpool? It was it was amazing. It was, um, I mean, it wasn't great on a windy day, I'll tell you not. <laughs> when I used to do afternoons with Scott, and like Scott used to, Scott Hughes used to sit there and he had like a mirror ball over his head. So you'd be sat there and I'd be talking to him and like, you know, like we do like a, a link or something and he'd see the mirror ball swaying. I'd be going, oh, this isn't good. But no, it was, um, it was, it was again, and it was great when I was doing my own shows because I used to do weekend breakfast and afternoons and things. It was great to be able to just like look out the window and go, oh guys, there's a ferry coming in and you know you could see everything and even when the giants came you could go out and you're watching the giants and as arriving into the city and it, it was just it was unreal it was and feel very very privileged I wake up everybody daddy's on the radio we are back on the radio again. It's good to be back in the core here. Uh, good morning, Jay Hine. Good morning. How are we? Very good. Executive producer of the show. Looking cool this morning. You do look like you could be a member of Take That. Really? Yeah, you got that That's look. a little bit old for me. How could you possibly could... turn that round to an insult? Yeah, this We're is about it. Forty-five. Get lost. You're not. Firstly, fit to kiss none the of them are in the forties. So, fact, factually, you're very, very incorrect. Again, they're, are they not forty? No, they're not forty yet. Maybe Late Gary th- Barlow might be about forty. Still. He was late thirties. Oh, though. don't oh. you be cruel about my Gary. And with travel, 
doing your own weekend show, um, working in the tower. What what was your highlight at Radio City? Gosh, there were so many, honestly. Um, I think, you know, getting the, I think abseiling down the tower was was one of my highlights. That was to actually be able to drive and, and down the Anglican Cathedral because I worked with two big like blokes who wouldn't do anything. So I used to get volunteered to do the lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, to be able to drive into Liverpool of a morning and look at the tower and think, oh my God, I'm abseiled down that. Um, it was great with the amount of work that we did, you know, like cash for kids and, and the stuff that was brilliant um and people always say about things like um oh you know the celebrity yeah we did interview a lot of celebrities we did and it was I think I think not in a funny way but we we sort of took it in our stride you know what I mean we didn't we, we didn't like sort of turn around and go oh you, you know this is such and such coming in we just had a laugh with them and they came in and they were part part of part of our gang and I think that you know, when you look back on that and you think, God, you know, we, we had the we had the likes of we interviewed One Direction and all people like that and JLS when it was at their height and and just all different people. And then you kind of go, oh, God, it, you, you just kind of didn't realise you were doing it at the time. Does that sound right? I think I think I know, I know what you mean there. And um, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to Radio City in a moment because we, we've got Radio City 2 to uh, discuss. Yeah. But, um, didn't you also do a little bit of work for Heat Radio and uh, am I right in thinking real radio as well? Yeah, that's right. Well, I went from um, I went when I left um, City the first time because uh, obviously doing breakfast and I was pregnant with my first child. <laughs> Not a good thing. Um, so uh, once I'd uh, once I'd had like Michael went through it when he was three months old, I went and worked at Buzz. There was a station called Buzz and MFM, so I did weekend breakfast there. Um, and then Real Radio was Century then. So I went and did breakfast there um, until I had my second child, which was Melody, um, and she came early. So I actually finished on the Friday on Real, which was, as I say, Century at the time. Uh, got to work there actually with the fabulous Mike Sweeney on the Century Gold, which was just, he was unbelievable. Mike Sweeney and I still really good mates. He's an absolute legend. Um, and he, uh, I finished on the Friday and I had Melody on the Monday. <laughs> It's like, oh my God, I've had two days off. This is ridiculous. So yeah, I did that. Um, and then I started doing some bits and bobs at City Talk. And that was how I got back to Radio City. On Radio City Talk. Let's do the guide Liverpool with Claire Simo. Hello, Simo. Hello. No, Jay Hines. Do you know what? I think I think Jay Hines given up. I think he's just giving it to me every week now, you, isn't you he? You ousted him, have you? Yeah, he is. It's like, go on, you stay on holiday, mate. I'll do it for you. It's in the coup. <laughs> I saw a picture of him at, at the top of the world's tallest tower or something the other day. I thought you were having too much fun, you I are. Know, looking super cool, he is. Uh, I'll be guiding uh, nothing about Liverpool out there, will he? No. Uh, right, so there's plenty going on uh, this week. And in fact, today is quite a significant day. As I mentioned before, uh, when I was talking to uh, Terry White from Empire, magazine we were talking about wonder woman then in 2016 uh you moved over to radio city 2 um alongside the old team from city one um read and travel for both rossi and rick orson uh, but you also were given then your own saturday show so what was it like because i always found um city two and well bc two and then as well radio city two to be a unique station with the music and the personalities Oh, it was like, um, I think I think when I moved to City 2, I mean, I was so, so happy with Scott Hughes in the afternoon and I was a bit like, oh God, I didn't, and as much as I love Rossi and stuff, I was like, I don't, you know, I've sort of got in a routine and that and I was thinking, and then they sort of said to me, when we launch City 2, we, we want you to go and we want to re put you and Rossi back together so it was like sort of the obvious choice and I think that was when sort of changes were coming in at City and things were becoming a bit more restricted so to be able to go back with Rossi 
and us like again I had to sort of have it wasn't just a case of reading travel it was a it sounds awful that was second to none because it was just really me and Rossi and like we had Mike Pixton at the time who was producing us then Alex Toll um and it was just again it was like the old days and it wasn't it wasn't like going to work we'd get up we'd have a laugh we do we never used to really plan any links Rossi and I we just used to and just used to go open the mic and just sort of see what happened because that's how we work together and everyone would be like oh just stay for hours doing loads of show prep well no we don't actually because we just you know really get on um and then I remember that the guy who was the boss at the time there's a guy called Simon Greening um there was also Chris Rick who was there and Mike Cass and they said we really want to give you your own show but I couldn't drive the desk at this point so on the Thursday, they said, right, you're starting on Saturday. They sat me down in the studio and I started my show on the Saturday. So literally got like two hours on the desk. But it was it's so true that once you've done it, it's like a piece of cake. Because it's a bit like at first, you know, when you learn to drive a car and you're thinking, oh, I'm never going to be a little. And then all of a sudden you just think, I mean, you know yourself. And it was uh, it was a bit daunting the first show, thinking, oh, God, I'm going to break anything. And then I thought, nah, you know, because I was in the building on my own on the Saturday. There was nobody there. I didn't have a producer or anything. And I just absolutely loved it. Loved it to bits. I really did. So it was nice to be able to do that for a weekend. Didn't this song get re-released again in the 1980s? It was on the uh, it was on that movie, the Western movie, where all the sort of Brad Pack were playing. Yes, it was. Uh, what was it called? Oh. Bon Jovi. He, he sang a solo song, "Wanna Dead or Alive," yes. and also appeared in that song. It was re-released then. It wasn't yeah. called Young Guns. What was it called? Oh, that movie. You know the one. I know the exact one you mean. I remember Emilio the poster Estefez for it. And yeah. all that was in it. Them all stood in it. Ah, oh, what was it? Danny Dyer was in it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. Wouldn't it be great to put him in a situ, actually, of, uh, of, of, of a Cockney cowboy? I don't even yeah. <laughs> uh, right then, it's uh, Radio City 2, the greatest hits for Liverpool, the North West and North West. It's almost quarter past seven already, <laughs> Simo. Things you never knew. You never what, what hints would you give to anyone who's uh, maybe trying on their first go with the desk? What, what's the most important thing to do? Do you know what the most, most, the best piece of advice I ever got was off, off Mike Cass, who I just mentioned. And like, you know, like if, if you've ever crashed a vocal or do anything, it used to, because we used to have snoops, I don't used to do that, you know, like air checks and stuff every week. Mm. And, and you'd think, oh, we should have done that, we should have done that. And he'd just look at you and go, nobody's died. You know, nobody's died. Nobody's going to sit there and go, oh, Simo didn't press that button at the right time. Um, just forget it and move on and don't put yourself under like unnecessary stress. And, and that was a really, really good piece of advice, I think. Yeah. No, and um, of course, um, being one city too, it later became part of the greatest hits radio family. Um, but you kept your uh, Saturday show with them for a year. And what was that like now to work on Greatest Hits Radio and become a national voice on the radio? It was obviously that side of it was was fantastic to know that it was going all over the country. Um, I'm not particularly an egotistical person. So it was something that, again, I, I was a bit like, yeah, it's great. And like people have been messaging me from, you know, all over the country and things. Um, for me personally, I didn't enjoy it anywhere near as much because I'm, very much about being local and I want to talk about things around me I want to talk about like I mentioned earlier ferries coming in I want to talk about places I've been to and and you couldn't you you literally couldn't say anything because you couldn't really say where you were so um and again it was very much they tried to um make things a lot more clinical and don't dare I say strip a lot of personality out of it um at the time because it was it was very much a new station so 
to be honest, um, it's a fabulous station now. It's found its feet. I absolutely love it. I think it's amazing. Um, but I I found it not, not for me. <laughs> Radio is coming. Two days to go. Nevertheless, uh, most recently, you've returned back to being a local voice, uh, hosting Drive Time on Sandgrounds Radio, mm-hmm. a brilliant little station in Southport. I love I must it. Say. It's great. Meet me too. And um, you're also doing regular cover spots uh, on Radio Merseyside. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, so I mean, Sandgrounder. I mean, what what is that like? Because I've uh, I. I mean, being a Cardiff-born boy, I listen to it a lot and I think, wow, this is local radio. It it's really good local is. radio. I think, I think you're so right because I think people think, oh, local radio, it's going to be a bit tin potty. Um, but I'm, I am absolutely so proud to be part of Sandground. I mean, obviously, I'm from born and bred in Southport, so I am, in fact, Sandground, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's um, the, the guys there, Andy Hilbert, who runs it, is just absolutely tremendous. Um, I do my weekday shows. I've now taken on over the summer um, a Saturday morning show because uh, we, <laughs> we've got this Sandground shuttle bus. So much to my kids' dismay, uh, there's a bus driving around Southport and Formby with my face plastered on the side of it. So all their friends keep taking selfies with this bus because it's been used as a, as a school bus for Formby Range. <laughs> so, they're like your mum's on a bus and they're like yeah sorry um so yeah so but it is and it's you know what I think the music there is just like incredible they've got it just right you know with, with a case of all new stuff but you know you've got they've got your classics in there and and it does feel like sort of a very homely station so um I'm, I'm delighted to be there I do this six days a week and I do um KCC live on a Sunday as well that's another um like sort of community station that I do for my friend Miguel so I do that every Sunday so literally I'm still on the radio seven days a week <laughs> unfortunately for people <laughs> but, but as well as that because you mentioned in the beginning about listening to Paul Jordan on Radio City yeah your, he's my warm-up act now your warm-up he comes back. on before yes. me I always laugh about that because I always get the guy who like got me into radio he's like my support act and he's like oh for god's sake yeah he does his goals now because he's on one till two and I do two till four every day so it's um yeah that is quite it's weird actually that and it's funny because in like a whatsapp group you know for all the sand people I'm thinking oh there's Paul Jordan I was all starstruck by him years ago and I'm thinking oh this is really weird (laughs) (laughs) oh but but as as well as all this radio stuff you've um, continued as well your second love of acting and Mm. currently uh, last I remember didn't you say you were working on an adult pantomime we certainly are yeah um, fingers crossed at the minute that um, it's going ahead in July there were a couple of things around it because obviously although uh, the uh, restrictions are going to be lifted uh, obviously with, uh, you know uh, cases rising of covid within blackpool and things like that so we're, we're, we may be looking at postpone at the moment but it'll certainly be there next year it's uh with kim woodburn and it's uh, aladdin and his magic ring <laughs> so i think um i think i think my face when i was told that i was the fairy but really an empress and i'd be having a whip not a wand um <laughs> that's that alarm bells ringing <laughs> like as long as i can take it home no many medicine <laughs> But yeah, so that should be different. Um, but yeah, so we've got obviously Panto at Christmas to look forward to as well. So hopefully the arts are going to be a lot back together and we can do, because um, we were very, very lucky to be able to do Panto last Christmas. We were one of the few that that did get through it at Southport. It was um, it was like a game of guess who, you know, with like all the seats down. But it was um, it was great to be back on the stage last Christmas. It really was. 
absolutely superb. Uh, Natalie and Brulia, great to see a backer in the charts, actually. Uh, fantastic news there. Have you got yourself involved in our Where's the Car this week? If not, why not? Because this week's a fantastic prize. Uh, you could be winning a meal, a carvery, if anything else, for four of the Gelder Rose in Southport on the seafront. Imagine how fantastic that would be. All you've got to do is get on to our Facebook page, 10 past 8, each and every morning, and you will definitely find out if you can work out where you think the car is and if you think you know you could be getting yourself a bit of free scrum that's all right isn't it i've got the wonderful abba and knowing me knowing you coming up sand grounder radio victoria what advice would you give to anyone who's trying to make a career in radio you see a lot of people ask me this now it's very different than than years ago when I started because it was like I said I used to go in and make cups of tea and answer phones on charity days um sadly the way that radio seems to be going the only advice I would get is uh, become a national celebrity and then when you've um, had your heyday on the telly or your pop career, go and steal somebody's job in radio. <laughs> that's, I can't really say anything else because that's what seems to happen. It's not it's not a case of no, people don't sort of turn around now and say, oh, you know, I've, I've worked my way through the ranks. Um, sadly, it just seems to be, I want to say washed out pop stars, but hey, ho, that's, that's, I can't really say much else. And that's, that's not being bitchy about it. It's about, unfortunately, the way that radio has gone. And I think it's really, really sad. Well, um, I will ask Claire, who was your radio great? Well, it was Paul Jordan, literally, honestly, it was my, it was, it was my absolute, I just thought, oh, he's, he's absolutely fantastic. Um, radio wise now, um, God, I'll probably get shot for this. Um, I like Capital. I like Roman Kemp. <laughs> I think he's absolutely great. Um, I also, there's a guy called Tom Green as well, um, who used to do Kiss Breakfast. He's a local lad from Preston. I think he is fabulous. I absolutely love Tom Green. I think he's great. Um, so he's somebody who I really, really respect on the radio. Um, I think he, he he's just brilliant. He's just got a way about him. Um, but yeah, uh, my obviously Rossi I think Rossi's just I think Rossi is so good at what he does he's very much kind of you can just plonk him somewhere and he's he's so reliable he's you know he's just great he knows he knows his music you can say to him something like what's track six on now 32 and he'll know what it is you know what I mean and mm-hmm. everything's got a fact and he's so good musically you know obviously uh you know Rossi's up there as well ah uh, I I I'm still actually trying to work out because I've got now 32 at home, but I'll uh, I probably would have to look at the CD to <laughs> Next, see what track Oh no, you was. wouldn't have to. You wouldn't have to. Just if you interview Rossi, he'll tell you. <laughs> I look forward. I look forward to that. Well, Claire Simo, thank you ever so much for appearing on Not Radio a Great thank today. Thank you. Thank you very much for asking me. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> thank you. But uh, and BTS, it's Simo with you on Sang Round Radio 3 until 4 o'clock this afternoon. Yes, I did sadly fall into that category yesterday of complaining how hot I was all night. I was like, I'm so hot, I'm so hot, I can't breathe, I'm boiling, I'm so warm. And the more you think about being hot, the worse it actually is, isn't it? And you kind of think to yourself, oh, I can't deal with this. I was even watching Love Island thinking, I just want to be in a pool. Because you can cope with it when you're abroad, you know, like going away with stuff and everything. Um, but then you kind of go, oh God, it's not fair. I just need to cool down i know what i am going to do though i'm going to make myself feel loads better with my favorite westlife song of all time i'm going to play that for you world of our own and this is just for craig mercer uh, who actually works at the raw bar in southport because he's a massive westlife fan absolute huge one he is and a 
Shane Farland's biggest fan you could get going. If anyone knows Craig from Southport, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. Anyway, World of Our Own's coming up. Bye, Westlife. Sandgrounder Radio. Is your remembering the great DJs of radio? It's Radio Greats with the live Luke.